Welcome. My name is Amelia, otherwise known as DJ EJ, and this is Club Crime, a true crime broadcast recording live at KTCU. Guys, it's been a stressful day. I can't even lie to you. I feel a little low energy right now, a little just kind of bleh. But I promise you, this is going to be a great episode. I have a great story for you guys today. And if you have not listened to last week's episode, please, please, please go listen to it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't followed us on social media yet, what are you doing? Go follow Club Crime Official at on Instagram and on Twitter slash X. But guys, we have a big, like, big thing going on today because the guest that we have has officially been on three times and no other guest has been on that many times welcome back grace hi guys i'm back you can't get rid of me (laughs) (laughs) you can't get rid of me (laughs) how have you been i've been good it's also been really stressful the end of the semester this time of year always things start piling up. I'm ready to go home. Oh, yes. As much as I love it here, I'm so ready to go home. A long break is definitely needed. (sighs) Yes, literally. So I was at a tech rehearsal tonight for a show I'm in on Wednesday. Slay. And when I tell you, like, that is not what I needed tonight. (laughs) Like, I need to be, like, asleep right now. It's 10, and I want to be, like, all curled up in my little bed, but... Alas. Tech rehearsals be very stressful. Tech rehearsals do be very stressful. And why? For what? For what? For what? And it's also like kind of on like us, the performers, low key, because we don't shut up mm. the entire tech rehearsal. That's so fair. But yeah, I'm also like a, I choreographed part of it, and that's stressful because it's like I watch it's my like dance a and I'm like, well, and it's also like we're at the point where it's like I can't keep giving corrections. Like they just have to do it. And it's like, yes. well, if you guys look bad, like you guys look bad, it's not on me. Oopsie. Yeah. At one point, it's just out of your hands, and you just can't do anything. That's anymore. how I felt tonight. I was like, I was so stressed, and then I literally had to like go sit down, and I was like, what am I stressed about? Like I'm not in, like I have one number I'm in basically, mm-hmm. and then I'm just kind of get to watch the rest. It's kind so of I'm, like, I'm like, I need to take this like burden off my soul. Totally. Like, it's all gonna be great, and I'm sure the number looks fantastic. I think and it does. It didn't look like bad. Like that's not what I'm saying. Right. It's just like there were things that like were fixed like a long time ago that like right. didn't look fixed tonight and i'm like oh, like guys please <laughs> please guys like, yeah but i'm very happy you're here i'm so glad to be here i needed my gg time oh i needed my amelia time yeah do you want to tell them about where you were this weekend and what you did all right guys so i think i actually talked about this on the radio last week but i was home <laughs> again but basically it was for my cousin's birthday, and she throws this epic Harry Potter party, you guys. And um, needless to it was not needless to say, it was just way over the top, but I wouldn't <laughs> expect anything less from my cousin. She goes all out. She's very passionate about the things she loves, and it was iconic. I was dressed up as a Hufflepuff student, wizard. Are you a Hufflepuff on Pottermore? Have you ever yes. done that quiz? Yes, you are? I'm okay. a Hufflepuff. 
I'm a Gryffindor. I've, oh. I know everyone's like, oh, whatever. Like, everyone's no, a Gryffindor. but love Gryffindors. But the thing is, like, if you're a Gryffindor on Pottermore, like, you're a true Gryffindor. Exactly. You're not just like, oh, I'm a Gryffindor, I'm a Gryffindor. Oh, and Gryffindor, then you, I'm like, so take quirky. the test and you're like, oh, like, you're literally a Ravenclaw. Like. Literally. You're literally a Slytherin. <laughs> you're literally a Hufflepuff. Like, yes. sit down. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a Hufflepuff. My mom's a Hufflepuff. I think my cousin's a Gryffindor. Hmm. But you come from quite a family of Hufflepuffs. I come from a family of Hufflepuffs. You were for sure a Hufflepuff. I couldn't see you in, like, any other house <laughs> but Hufflepuff. <laughs> I know. I was, like, not really surprised, like, when I... I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like... I was, like, always wanted to be what my mom was. So I was like, I hope I'm a Hufflepuff. So I was, like, so excited Ugh. when I took the test. I haven't taken it in a while. The but pictures I, like I saw, like, on your, like, social media and stuff of the party looked so fun. I was mm-hmm. like, I want to go there, guys. Like, where's yes. my invite? next year next year oh. literally next year <laughs> well god bless i will yes. pull up if she decides to throw it next year she's like i don't want to do this ever again and i'm like you say that right now it's like the day after the party but like you'll you say this every year and it always happens I, that's how i feel about so many things i'm like oh, i'm never doing yes. this ever again and then it's like wait i want to do that again yes. so like fun. i think my social battery just runs out really easily yeah. i'm a very like i'm i'm an extrovert or I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm -hmm. I'm that way too. I will be very social and I will like, I will go to parties. I will go Mm -hmm. hang out with people, but don't ask me to be there like all night because I do want to like go home and go to bed. That's so fair. And like, I do love my alone time. That's so fair. I know. I'm so independent. Like I love alone time. I have friends that like hate being alone in their room and I'm like, that's like get out. That's like the best moment of the the day. That's the best moment of the day when you wake up and there's like no one there and (laughs) it's so nice. This is why I can yes. never get married because I'd never want like anyone in the bed with me. Like, please, like, just, this is my room. That's Go have right. your own room. Literally, I will like give you hugs and kisses like in the kitchen. Go to your room. Like, yes. this is I feel my like space. It's so important to have your own space, though. I'm like your personal time. Oh, so yeah. important. I, I think I would go crazy. I'm also an only child, so like I'm so used to my alone time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have an older brother, but he's pretty significantly older than me Mm -hmm. so it's like i was raised basically as an only child right and like i remember like (laughs) when i was young like we'd go like visit my cousins or something and like we would spend like hours on the playground and then like at a certain point i literally would like start crying because i was like i don't want these people around me anymore like go away because like all my cousins have like siblings right all of them like almost all of them have siblings and it's like there's like me like yes on my own in the house i get my parents full attention and then all of you show up and my mom's not focused on me anymore like what the heck guys yep so real it's so real (laughs) yeah but the funny part is like you're you're your parents favorite because you're an only child my parents have favorites oh (laughs) i I know they're listening right now but i will call them out on this because i know my i know my mom's favorite and i know my dad's favorite and i'm not mad about it like it's it's so like but it's so like night and day clear oh but to my mom and dad i'll let y'all figure out (laughs) i'll let y'all figure out you guys probably know which one's your favorite oh tea tea time but like not in a bad way like no I mean, they love me equally, but I know they like one of us more. Mm. Well, actually, no. One of the parents has me as their favorite, and the other parent has my brother as their okay. favorite. I feel like that's, like, bound to happen, though. Right? Like, yeah. That's how, like, if I have kids, like, I'm 
gonna have the one that I just like to hang out with oh, more. Oh yeah, like I'm sure. not gonna like love them both less. No, but there's gonna be like the favorite. There. <laughs> sounds so I mean, they're gonna get like the same amount of food and the same amount of oh, presents, yes. and they're gonna get the same <laughs> literally everything. But you'll just tell by the way exactly. that, like we're like around each other. Like, mm-hmm. there's the favorite. Totally, for sure. <sighs> okay. Well, speaking of like family and like kids and favorites, do you want to get into the story? Yes. Okay, let me tell you your guest duties. Okay. I'm going to tell you a true crime story. It is your job to react, ask questions, add in your own personal anecdotes, and just add to the story in any way that you want. Does that make sense? Yes. All right, you have to promise them I didn't tell you what the story was at all. I know nothing. I gave you like a hint that it was like juicy. Yes. And family drama. All I know that it was juicy family drama, and let me just say, I love me some drama and some family drama. This is... This is a very, like, iconic story. It's been adapted into a lot of TV shows and, like, movies Wait, I'm and hyped. stuff. So, well, I know what it is. Maybe. Okay. Tonight's story is the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. <gasps> Do you love this story? I love this story. <laughs> love this story. So let me just say, I used to have a Joey King face. I was obsessed with that girl. Mm-hmm. Like love Joey. I, don't I know love why. Joey King. I just love why. that girl. She's just funny, iconic. So when like she was in the act, mm-hmm. I binged that show in like one night. Or I don't know if the episodes came out week by week. I think they might have. But like, but as I soon as that story. episode dropped, like, I you love were this story. It. Joey King is such an underrated actress. The Kissing Booth, best movie of all time. Uh, Ramona and Beezus. Oh yes, Ramona. So fire. Uh, her cameo in Speech Now. Uh, speak Now. <laughs> Sorry, oh my god. Bad. Yeah. She's just, she's iconic. Oh, I love her. There's so many just, like, underrated actresses that they get hated on for, like, one movie role. I know. And it's like, look, The Kissing Booth <laughs> was not that bad in comparison to, like, most of the other Netflix that movies. That was my favorite movie for a while. I think I watched it, like, like Tall twice Girl? a day. Tall Girl's awful. Oh, Tall Girl's not good. Tall like, Girl's so bad. The Kissing Booth, like, stands apart because I feel like it was, like, the movie that kind of sparked all of those other, like, Netflix original teenage movies. Well, it was, like, then they did that, but then it was also, like, Joey King and, like, Jacob Ellerty, like, surprised us because then Jacob Ellerty went and did Euphoria. And yes. now he's in Elvis. I'm still... And then Joey King went and did the act. And we were like, oh, yeah. they they can act. Mm-hmm. They just were, like, choosing yes. not to. I still ship Jacob and Joey. <laughs> I, I do too i'm pretty sure like joey is married she is she's fully married and like jacob i think has like sex with a new woman each week but like i still ship them too fire okay let's get into the background on the case awesome sauce gypsy rose blanchard was born on july 27th 1991 in chack bay louisiana to 24 year old claudine Didi blanchard and 17 year old rod blanchard so we're already starting off terrible. Yikes. <laughs> 24-year-old and a 17-year-old. It's bound to be a disaster. Dee Dee and Rod split shortly after Gypsy Rose's birth. Shocker. Leaving Dee Dee to raise her daughter as a single mom. Now I say that though, but Rod was pretty present in his daughter's life. Right. It wasn't the daughter. It was yeah. Dee Dee. Let's just say that right now. This was basically like Dee Dee. The Dee-Dee. entire thing. It's like, do you need an excuse? Dee Dee. Dee Dee. <laughs> Dee Dee's family members recall her often stealing from family members when things in her life did not go her way. Dee Dee's family also believed that she was responsible for killing her own mother by denying her food, though this was speculation. When Gypsy was three months old, Dee Dee became convinced that her daughter was not breathing properly at night and had sleep apnea. 
Dee Dee then took her daughter to the hospital and through and though extensive testing found Gypsy to have no signs of sleep apnea the doctors still like started prescribing this girl things ah that's just like so messed up like Mm -hmm. it's like it sends chills down my spine because it's just like so like dark and disturbing see i think like we'll get into like the medical stuff later but and i will explain this later but i had the exact like opposite of like this childhood of Dee's mm-hmm. childhood and i'll explain that once we like really get into it but like yeah this is crazy so following the sleep apnea test Dee Dee began to claim that her daughter had a wide array of health issues when Gypsy was seven, Dee Dee started telling her family members that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy and an unspecified chromosomal disorder. When Gypsy was eight, she got into a minor accident while she and her grandfather were riding a motorcycle, leaving Gypsy with a small cut on her knee. Following this, Dee Dee became convinced that Gypsy needed several surgeries to help her walk again. Until then, Dee Dee confined Gypsy to a wheelchair as to, quote, not aggravate her knee, end quote. She's just, like, making up all this stuff. Like, what did you say? Could Muscular you imagine, what? like, you fell off your bike, like, <laughs> motorcycle side. You, like, were riding your bike. You fell off. You skinned your knee. Like, every kid does. Every and your mom's like, no, does. wheelchair. Like, girl. <laughs> like, that happened to me. My parents were really, like, spit on it and walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, you're fine. Yeah. There was, like, a time, like, I literally, like, was, like, I threw up on the way to school. Like, I was, like, in second grade, and I was, like, sick. And then my, my dad, I'm exposing you. My dad was, like, you're fine. Like, literally go. No, that was, so like, my parents were, like, okay, this is, this is the reason why the exact opposite of this childhood. My parents' thing was if I didn't have a fever and I wasn't throwing up, had to go to school. Mm-hmm. Had to go to school. Yeah. Didn't matter. Like, sore throat, go to school runny nose go to school yeah i never missed a day of school like it had to be bad to miss a day of school until so i was bullied in elementary school mm-hmm. that was that's a whole separate issue right. i was bullied in elementary school but during that time i started having like major stomach issues and it turned out it was basically just like constipated but we like didn't know that <laughs> and so my parents fully were like oh you like are just like faking this because you want to like stay home because you're bullies and it was like no like mom i promise you like my stomach hurts and then it got like to the point where like we started getting like blood work done and all this stuff and it was only because like my actual pediatrician was just like on a vacation and so all these other like stand-in pediatricians were like oh go get her blood work oh go do this and then my actual pediatrician comes and he like feels my stomach and he's like (laughs) go get her an x-ray come back from the x-ray i have like so much stuff in my intestines because i'm just (laughs) so backed up and he's like yeah you were like two weeks from your like intestines bursting like you had so much and then they like put me on like Miralax like full on laxatives I was fine yeah I was fine but I remember like my mom being so guilty because she was so convinced that I was like faking all of it and was like ha ha mom I was telling the truth (laughs) that's crazy yeah no I I always had to go to school like I think I missed like one or two days like all of middle school never missed school and Mm -hmm. then exposing my parents once again i get to senior year and i just like start asking like mom can i just like not go to school today and my mom was like oh yeah sure and then Mm -hmm. it was like and then i remember being like my mom was like being like yeah like whenever she just needs like a mental health day i give it to her and i was like you never let me do that when i was in elementary school she goes i bet if you would have asked i would have let you and i go no (laughs) no 
the mental health days came in clutch and they came school. in clutch after covid because it was like yep. oh, i just need a mental health day yep. guys yep i need a reset day i need a reset day <laughs> and you know what i abused those oh yeah especially like after college admissions were over and like <laughs> i knew where i was going to college. my last like trimester of school i was like i was barely present but, like no one was ever there the classrooms like all oh. empty <laughs> and all because we were having our mental health days exactly so, going back to the story, Dee Dee's family members grew suspicious of Gypsy's, quote, medical conditions, end quote, which then prompted Dee Dee to move her and her daughter closer to New Orleans as to escape any further questioning. When Gypsy was in second grade, Dee Dee pulled Gypsy from school in order to homeschool her as her, quote unquote, illnesses were too severe. Gypsy had to teach herself how to read using the Harry Potter books as her mother would not teach her to read. Mm. Not Harry Potter being dragged into this. <laughs> not a full-on conversation like coming in. <laughs> At this point, Dee Dee eventually began to claim that Gypsy was suffering from vision and hearing loss as well as seizures. Despite doctors being unable to find any evidence to support these ailments being real, doctors continued to prescribe Gypsy anti-seizure medication and generic pain medication. After Hurricane Katrina destroyed their apartment in 2005, Gypsy and Dee Dee were forced to relocate to Aurora, Missouri. Prior to their relocation, Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy's birth certificates were flooded, were destroyed by flooding. So she's like, your legal documents are not like present anymore. Oh my God. Remember that. That's so scary. Dee Dee used her and Gypsy's unfortunate circumstances to turn them into minor celebrities. Habitat for Humanity built a home for the pair in Springfield, Missouri, that included a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub. Make-A-Wish, the Ronald McDonald House, and other charities began to sponsor Dee Dee with free flights for medical appointments, housing for these appointments, as well as free trips to Disney World and backstage passes to a Miranda Lambert concert. It just gets, like, so out of hand. And, like, my question is, is, like, number one, why were the doctors, like, I feel like this would never fly today. Like, they would never just, no. like, like, pain medication. They would never just give stuff like that uh -uh. to people. So it's just, like, how was it, like happening then which we will also talk about but like why was like the reason is crazy yes let me just say that Didi's Dee claims begin to unravel so this is our next part so Didi Dee Dee used gypsy's appearance to help convince the public of her daughter's issues gypsy was five feet tall with almost no teeth because of decay and a high-pitched voice which all worked in Dee Dee's favor and her teeth were decaying from the medication she was taking. Gypsy's hair was regularly shaved by Dee Dee, who claimed that it was because Gypsy's medications would make her hair fall out. To top it all off, Gypsy was almost never seen without her wheelchair, an oxygen tank, and a feeding tube. Oh my gosh. Dee Dee was also physically abusive of her daughter to control Gypsy into believing she was sick. In public, Dee Dee would hold Gypsy's hand, squeezing it so tightly whenever Gypsy would say or do something that made her seem not sick mm. or above the mental capacity her mother claimed she had. In private, Dee Dee would beat Gypsy with a coat hanger. It's so dark. Could you, well, like... <laughs> it's so dark. 
I just this also makes me think of like stage moms that like use like yes. their kids for pro like have you ever like read Jeanette McCurdy or like heard any clips from like Jeanette McCurdy's like book or her audio book I have not so she goes through like her life with like her mom mm-hmm. and basically like Jeanette McCurdy was like forced to do like TV and film because mm-hmm. of her mom like to make ends meet and like her mom pressured her to have like an eating disorder during iCarly because she wasn't as skinny as Miranda Cosgrove right right I feel and, like, like I actually have mm-hmm. now it's it was all over TikTok for yeah, a while yeah now it's like ringing a bell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you know her mom wouldn't let her leave the house without her to like go do things and like basically like and the book is called for anyone interested I'm glad my mom is dead which is oh wow a terrible title not in yeah. terrible isn't like oh that's a bad name like yeah. terrible isn't like the fact that you feel that way like yeah. strongly enough to like title your book like that but just, i recommend like going to listen to it because i've listened to so many clips of it online and i'm like this is absolutely insane yeah and that reminds me a lot of this case right yeah so with so much media attention focused on Dee Dee and gypsy many doctors began to question gypsy's medical issues Specialists reached out to Dee Dee, telling them that they would be willing to see Gypsy. Bernardo Flasterstein, a pediatric neurologist in Springfield, offered Dee Dee a chance for him to examine Gypsy. While there, Flasterstein ordered MRIs and blood tests, both of which proved Gypsy had neither muscular dystrophy nor any of the other diseases Dee Dee claimed that she had. In a follow-up visit... Flasterstein watched as Gypsy was able to get up out of her wheelchair and support her own weight. Though Dee Dee claimed that all of Gypsy's medical records were washed away in the floods, Flasterstein reached out to doctors in New Orleans and they were able to tell him that Gypsy was a typical healthy child. Because of this realization, Flasterstein began to believe that Gypsy was a victim of Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen by proxy is when a caregiver presents their child or person they are taken care of with false illnesses in order to gain Mm -hmm. attention. Flasterstein was also able to discover that Gypsy was not 14, as her mother was saying, Mm -hmm. but was in fact 19. Despite discovering this info, though, Flasterstein was told by other doctors that police would not believe the information that he had. This, coupled with the fact that Dee Dee was able to get rid of the police during wellness checks, made Flasterstein unable to recover the truth for the time being. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. Doctors literally would tell this man, just give him, like, give her the medications. Give her, like, get, it's like, whatever. Like, how? <laughs> and they're like, the police won't believe you. And it's like that's malpractice Mm -hmm. that's you're literally not doing your job yeah it's so crazy like how did this happen like i want to know like how manipulative she was to be able to just like convince these people that like this was like what was best for her daughter it's insane to me it's really hard to believe so now gypsy begins to learn the truth Mm -hmm. During a hospital visit, Gypsy accidentally got a glance at her real birth certificate, Mm. which Dee Dee had accidentally taken in place of a forged one she had been using. This was the first time that Gypsy realized she might be older than her mother Mm. made her believe. Gypsy had started making several escape attempts in order to get away from her mother. 
On all occasions, Dee Dee was able to use her master manipulation techniques to get Gypsy back. On one occasion, while attending a science fiction convention, Dee Dee found Gypsy in a hotel room with a man she had met online. Mm. Dee Dee then produced the fake birth certificate, which stated that Gypsy was underage and threatened to call the police on the man. Mm. Ugh. Number one, she was not. <laughs> you also, but it also makes you feel so bad. It's like she didn't have a mother that like taught her to like safely use the internet. Like the internet was exactly. her only place to go, but she had no comprehension of like how to safely use it and was fully yeah. like okay with like going to hotel rooms with random men. Yeah, like. <sighs> so uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's just like a slippery slope of a bunch of issues. Mm-hmm. So following the science fiction convention incident. Dee Dee smashed Gypsy's computer, threatened to do the same to Gypsy's fingers, then told her daughter that the police had on file that she was mentally incompetent and wouldn't believe her if she went to the police. Gypsy now had to sneak her internet access using her phone and laptop when Dee Dee was asleep, which was difficult as Dee Dee would chain up Gypsy before going to bed. That is so... I remember, like, those scenes Mm -hmm. in the TV show. It's just like... Like, you have to be so gone in the head to, like, to, like start think thinking that that's okay normal. to do to your child. Like, being Ugh. chained up at bed at night is wild. I also would not be able to sleep. Like, yeah. if, you, if there's anything touching me during, like, I sleep other than my sheet, I'm not sleeping. Like, get off me. Yeah. Other than maybe my cat sometimes. Mm. But that's only if my cat, like, gets on the bed and lays down and doesn't move. No, yeah. Same if my thing cat is my walking dog. all over me at night, no. Like, yeah. get off literally i'm not going to sleep for real so back to her internet access things start to get a little a little flirty oh for gypsy oh in so, her romance era <laughs> true <laughs> so during one of the times that gypsy was sneaking her internet access gypsy met nicholas go on an online singles group Godijan was around her age and from Big Bend, Wisconsin. Godijan had a criminal record for public indecency and a history of mental illness, dissociative identity disorder, and he was also on the autism spectrum. Gypsy had begun to confide to her neighbor, 23-year-old Aaliyah Woodmancy, that she was planning on eloping with Godijan and would engage in sexual conversation with him online. <laughs> Woodmancy, who believed that Gypsy was much younger than she actually was, tried to talk Gypsy out of this as she believed John was a sexual predator. Which I guess he's not, but he definitely yeah, has his issues. For sure. In 2015, Gypsy had arranged for her and John to meet in Springfield. The plan was that John would quote-unquote accidentally bump into Gypsy and Dee Dee while at the movie theater, thus quote-unquote starting their relationship with Dee Dee's knowledge. This meeting did not exactly go as planned as Dee Dee was disgusted by Godijan, whom she believed was a perverted stranger after her daughter. Mm. Despite this, though, Gypsy and Godijan were able to sneak off to the bathroom and have sex, <laughs> which I so vividly remember from the TV show. I know. I remember that, too. I can tell you for detail for detail that exact scene. Who played that? Kay- Kayla Worthy? 
Yes, yes. <laughs> the guy from um, Austin, Austin and Allie. Allie. <laughs> I remember seeing him and I was like, why are you here? I was like, like get what? out, get out. Like, you're not supposed to be here right now. I know. I was like, this is really off brand. <laughs> Whenever, like, Disney Channel people, like, make the jump to, like, yeah. adult, like, television movies, I'm like, please leave. It's kind of jarring. It's, it's like, okay. It's so jarring because you're like, oh, like, you were the funny, like, haha guy from you Austin and Allie. You were Oh, now you're, like, in a bathroom, like, stall. Mm-hmm. doing things like <laughs> oh okay um bye yeah <sighs> that's how i feel about like ross lynch too like ross lynch like doing anything now i'm like please i love ross lynch go back to teen beach movie literally i love that movie <laughs> so after meeting in por- person the online interactions between gypsy and go to john continued the two also had begun to plan the murder of Dee Dee blanchard so now let's talk about the murder. This is where it gets juicy. The plan was finalized in June of 2015 when Go to John returned to Springfield. On June 9th, 2015, Gypsy and Dee Dee returned home from a doctor's appointment, after which Dee Dee then went to sleep. Also, completely forgot to do this at the start. Guess I'm going to do it now. Sources oh. for oh. tonight's story <laughs> include People Magazine, AllThat'sInteresting.com, TheGuardianBiography.com, and we all know where we all know the lover, Wikipedia. Yes. I was going through and I just realized, I forgot to do my sources. I can't make people believe I'm stealing all this information or making it up. Yeah. You just had all this knowledge in your I head already. I just was like, guys, like, I was there. You I are was, the source. I am the source. Like I lived all of this. I'm actually Gypsy Rose, guys. Um, surprise. I mean, y'all like haven't seen me unless you follow the Instagram. Y'all don't know what I look like. Yeah. I could be Gypsy for all y'all know. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. Surprise. She has a really high squeaky surprise. voice like this. Surprise, guys. Hi, it's I'm me. Gypsy. I'm Gypsy. <laughs> Welcome to Club Crime. <laughs> could you imagine okay so gypsy and Dee Dee returned home from a doctor's appointment after which Dee Dee went to sleep gypsy then let go to john into the home and gave him duct tape gloves and a knife gypsy then went into the bathroom and covered her ears while go to john stabbed Dee Dee in the back 17 times go to john later mailed the murder weapon to wisconsin as to not be caught with it the couple then had sex in Gypsy's room, stole $4,000 in cash from a safe that Dee Dee had in her room, and fled to a motel outside of Springfield. During this time, the pair were caught on several security cameras going in and out of stores. Gypsy and Godajon were later witnessed on their way to a Greyhound station, while Gypsy was seen walking unassisted and wearing a blonde wig. On June 14th, 2015, Gypsy and Dee Dee shared Facebook status that was updated to, quote, and the bad words will be bleeped. That bleep is dead. In the comment section, it read, quote, I effing slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so effing loud. LOL. End quote. Wow. So now we get to the arrest, trial, and aftermath. The updated Facebook status on Gypsy and Dee Dee's account alerted those who knew the pair that something was wrong. 911 was called and police entered the Blanchard home to find Dee Dee's body hid under a duvet. Mm. 
Aaliyah Woodmancy was interviewed by police shortly after Dee Dee's body was discovered. Woodmancy then went on to tell investigators that Gypsy had told her about her and Go to John's relationship, showing the police printouts she had saved from Gypsy's account. So she had printed this. <laughs> Could you imagine like printing texts? That's crazy. Hey, gonna save this conversation with this guy I had on Snapchat. Let oh. me print it out real fast. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, I mean, I could hey, never. Hey, why'd you screenshot my story? Oh, oh no reason. No it's reason. It's just, like, printed on my wall or something. It's just, like, for memes. It's in my file cabinet, actually. <laughs> could you imagine? This is my file cabinet. Oh, what do you keep in there? Oh, my printouts of, like, social media. All my receipts. You All find a, my you find a good text meme. receipts. I gotta print that out. I gotta print it out. <laughs> like, things don't go in camera roll anymore. It goes to my printer. That's kind of a funny idea, though, like, printing out stuff. And like putting I on kind walls. of do it a lot, Wait, but then I put it on my fridge. You print I it? it? I don't print like everything, but sometimes I find something just so funny like, that I'm like too iconic to I'm pass just like, out. This needs to stay in the house. Where mm-hmm. does it go? The refrigerator. Mm. I'm gonna start doing that, low key. It's so funny. So now, having go to John's name because of the printouts, police tracked the IP address of the Facebook status update to Wisconsin. Mm. There, police raided Godajon's home in Big Bend, where both Gypsy and Godajon were found and surrendered to police. Both were held on a $1 million bond. The charges Gypsy and Godajon were arrested on included first-degree murder Mm. and felony armed criminal action. Though in Missouri, first-degree murder can carry the death penalty, county prosecutor Dan Patterson said he would not seek it for Gypsy or Godajon as this was considered a, quote, extraordinary case, mm-hmm. end quote. I mean, it was. Yeah. This is, like, unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. So, using a plea bargain to reduce her sentence, Gypsy pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in July 2016 and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Godajon was sentenced to 25 years in prison in 2019. Following extensive psychiatric testing, which proved that he had an IQ of 82. 82. The average wow. is 100. <laughs> he is 18 points below average. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> Just Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and he was also proven to be, like, extremely autistic, very, like, not mentally capable Just of a not lot. there. Not there, 100%. So, on, December, or on September 29th, 2023, it was announced that Gypsy would be released early from prison on parole on December 28th, 2023. We'll see you soon, Miss Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes that's coming up by this time gypsy will have served 85 percent of her sentence after going to prison gypsy has been interviewed several times on shows such as dr phil and 2020 in both interviews gypsy expressed how she felt much more free living in prison than she did with her mother prison allowed gypsy to research munchausen by proxy leading to her stating that she believed that although she knows what her mom did was wrong, she does believe that Dee Dee would have been the perfect mom for someone who was actually sick. On June 27, 2022, Gypsy married Ryan Scott Anderson. The two met as pen pals while Gypsy was in jail, so she found new love. Why is that kind of sweet? <laughs> Gypsy Rose and her mom have now become the focal point for shows and movies based on the lot on their lives. 
The Act on Hulu, which we've talked about, starring Joey King and Patricia Arquette, won several Emmys since its premiere in 2019, giving it one of giving one of the most comprehensive, dramatized overview of the entire case. And that is a story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yes. So crazy. It's an insane story. The most insane story. It really is. It makes you feel good about your parents, though. Yeah. I will say, like, if anything can come of that, it makes you feel good about your parents. Just, like, I know my parents would never do that. Ever. ever. Like, ever. 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 Like, ever. no. Ever. <laughs> ever. Like, no. Like, they literally wouldn't. Mm-mm. My mom's literally like, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're okay. Exactly. It's just, like, you have to be, com- like, so messed up to, like, give your kid, like, all these medications that you don't need like i don't even know is she like healthy now mm-hmm. oh like go how? look at her go look at pictures of her in the dr phil interview uh-huh. she has long hair she's gorgeous now like how does like taking all those medications like when you don't they need were them able like to like really help her like i think she has false teeth now mm-hmm. um probably but like she's gained i don't want to say like she's gained a lot of weight as in like oh like she's huge now right. like she's just she's not this like little she's frail, just healthy thin. like she's very healthy now right. and it's like she you can eat on your own now could you imagine like being on a feeding tube when you don't need it like i love eating i love food i love food <laughs> i love tasting it yeah and like she missed out on so much she missed out on everything yeah like, which is so unfortunate mm-hmm. Okay, so we're not done for tonight. Oh, because I have a almost like kind of breaking true crime story for you. Oh my gosh. That basically like broke last night, but stories are still coming out today, but it basically like broke last night. Uh So Samuel Haskell, he's the son of a previous Hollywood agent. Uh He's arrested yesterday and here's why so over the weekend in los angeles (laughs) your stomping grounds baby (laughs) this homeless man is basically just dumpster diving and he finds the torso of a woman not the head not the legs not the arms the torso and so of course like he immediately calls the police Mm -hmm. which is like kind of rare actually in like homeless situations because homeless people like they they don't want to get in trouble yeah so but he does so thank god so they find um this body and they connect it to this guy samuel haskell's missing wife (gasps) it's his missing wife and mind you so not only is this guy is his dad like a former like hollywood agent his dad also used to be the ceo of like the miss america corporation oh my gosh like made so much money off of all of that and so the torso was wrapped in a plastic bag and it was located specifically in encino california (laughs) if we want to get like real but it's like it's literally like kind of hollywood kind of los angeles Mm -hmm. like in that area like kind of think it's closer to the hills yeah I love me some Encino. I love me some Encino. <laughs> Not really. I don't like LA all that much. Hey. Burbank's like fine. Burbank's slay guys. But it's like if I would never like I would never just go. Oh to, no. I wouldn't ever just pull up to Encino. 
But <laughs> if I have no reason to be in Zeno, I'm not going to be in Encino. Yeah, like you have to have a specific reason to be there. So technically, the remains have not been f- identified, but the evidence in the crime scene le- like led the police to believe that this is Samuel's um, wife, Miley Haskell, who was 37. And mind you, she's not the only one that's missing. Why am I scared? Her parents are also missing. <gasps> His parents-in-law. Now, they haven't found them yet. And there is for sure, like, a crime having happened. Like, LAPD's, like, there is a crime sure. here. But now, like, the chase is on to, like, find. Because um, Miele, like, just went missing. I think she was reported missing on November 9th. So, four days ago. Mm. And... The police tried to call her. They tried to, like, track her cell phone. Couldn't find her. And then she was in a dumpster. That is really scary. And the couple have three sons. Oh, my God. So, because this is breaking, we don't have an update as to, like, whether, like, if this is truly, like, the woman, what's going on. I can tell you, though, Haskell has been charged with three counts of murder. Mm. And if he's convicted, according to the L.A. District Attorney's Office, he will face a maximum sentence of life without parole, no matter what. So we will see what's going to happen. But I remember, so I was driving home yesterday from Oklahoma because my roommate and I were at um, Choctaw Casino. (laughs) Sweat. And I literally was like in the car and I was like, guys like i need to tell you about this because this mm-hmm. happened yesterday that's really ugh, that's so really dark because they like don't have like enough evidence to truly convict yet um Mile and her parents are still technically considered missing and not dead yet right so their vehicles are missing as well so it's a white vw tiguan Tiguan, I hope I'm saying that right, with the license Tiguan. plate 9ANC890 and then a white 2014 Nissan Pathfinder with the license 7FRM190. And if you have any information that you can give the LAPD, um, please call the Robbery Homicide Division and Homicide Special Section at 213-486-6890 or one. 1- and that's for if you don't want to be anonymous if you have information and you do want to be anonymous anonymous tips are being accepted at 1-800-222-TIPS or 8477 and the and org. So if you have any information, I know that if you're listening to this live here at KTCU, you're in Texas. Like, there's not much you can do. Yeah. But if you are a listener who perchance lives in the Los Angeles area and you have parents. any information, um, <laughs> my friends, parents, um, please come forward to the police with any information you have. Um, because this is breaking. This is ongoing. But I just thought it was crazy. And That's we had to talk really about scary. it. Do you want to know what lasts, like, 
update of like modern true crime was what there's metal and chicken nuggets right now huh tyson had to recall a bunch of um dinosaur shaped fun nuggets what because um there was metal in <laughs> not them. the dino nuggets and then in 2014 there was plastic in them so this is not the first time that happened mcdonald's I'm, it is mcdonald's is mcdonald's even safe like mcdonald's is better mcdonald's is great mcdonald's, McDonald's is wonderful and delicious slap McDonald nuggets are so good. But do you know what I was talking about with someone? I don't remember who it was, but it's like, and I heard this on YouTube somewhere, but I like still brought it up in conversation. It's literally Mm -hmm. like, if you give someone who's only had like actual chicken their entire life and you give them like a chicken nugget from McDonald's, Mm -hmm. they're going to think that's the most god awful thing they've ever tasted. Probably. But as like someone who's like grown up eating them, like you and me. Like every once in a while, like it's the like, Happy Meal with chicken oh McNuggets was like, goodness. Mm. and so it's like you think about it, and it's like, oh, like it's delicious. It's so good. Is it chicken? Probably, Probably not. not. Um, but is it wonderful? Yes. Do but- we know what it is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I saw a video out there one somewhere, and it's literally like a goo that they pour into like molds. Do you know that they like the chicken nuggets have specific the pink shapes? Stuff? Like the, it's like pink goo, right? Yeah, which yeah. it might have been from Teletubbies, because that happens in Teletubbies oh, okay. too. But, but <laughs> no, do you know that like the chicken nuggets have specific shapes? No. Like they're obviously molded. So there's the boot, right, right, right. They're, they're there's the boot. Oh my gosh. There's the circle. There's like the hourglass. Yes. And then there's the other one. Yeah. Do you Wait, know what I'm talking? Like you I, know specifically they're all which like, one? Because they are really like each like is perfect. If you get like a ten pack of chicken nuggets or like a twenty pack, like you're at least gonna find like repeats. Totally. I just thought that was crazy. Like literally, McDonald's has like patents on the shapes of their chicken nuggets. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Which is crazy. Like yes. I need to get like the chicken shape patent, please. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Their fries are really good. Their fries are so good. Now I want McDonald's. <laughs> The McDonald's here at TCU closes way too early. Let me just say that. I know they close at like eight. If you have any authority at the McDonald's here, let <laughs> the it. The drive-thrus 20- open till twelve. Well, do you know why it's not twenty-four hours anymore? Why? COVID. What? Too many people were going to McDonald's at night, mm. at like three a.m. But I mean, that's like where college but memories are made. But that's where you made. go. That's where you go. <sighs> TCU McDonald's, please be twenty-four <laughs> hours again. I will literally like start sobbing. Yes. I will because my roommate and i were like on our way back from somewhere late at night mm-hmm. some unspecified location <laughs> that i will not be disclosing yep um <laughs> and she always wants whataburger mm-hmm. after like a night out she always wants whataburger and i to all the texas people i just don't think whataburger is like that phenomenal like the californians don't like whataburger <laughs> the californians don't but she doesn't like in and out which is like mm. fair because most texans don't like in and out and yeah. so I was like, so we were trying to find like a common ground. We're like, oh, McDonald's. Like we both love McDonald's. Let's it's go. So it's so like safe. It's like, and we nice... get there, and it's literally closed. And we're like, oh, we forgot. Have you ever walked through the drive-through there? Yes. Yeah, I, I've done that a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I literally don't care. I was so bad. Like, like y'all are all the cars. Keep, y'all like close at ten, but you let the drive-through stay open until twelve. Let me in. Yeah. I will make the food myself. Just I'll, let me in. Yeah. Like literally. Throwback to when you were considering a job at McDonald's. (laughs) Context. So after a football game one day, (laughs) it's me, Grace, my roommate, and then Grace that's here right now. Yes. We were like at the McDonald's getting food. 
and there was a sign and no we were talking oh. about like getting jobs we were talking about like yeah. oh like we like oh, grace like, was applying for a job era. you Boba. were applying for a job i'm mm-hmm. not applying for a job because i just don't have time mm-hmm. but then we saw a sign and it said now hiring and and i was <laughs> like you know you what know, you know what what if i applied <laughs> if all else fails mcdonald's but then we started making fun of you because we're like <laughs> number one you'd be in the stupidest uniform on the planet <laughs> and we would literally just like watch you like walk out could you imagine have you having to tell someone sorry the ice cream machine's broken i just wouldn't do it i would just be like yeah sure <laughs> like you are not confrontational because they're not broken like come on they're not actually broken. oh i'm sure they are you think they are i think they for sure are i heard that like they just don't want to do it sometimes and they just... i've heard that too that it is like a lot of work to like, but, like make their ice cream how? stuff but it's literally like okay you put on the like story spoon thing yeah you put it on the like stick rod thing it spins itself you yeah. just hold the cup <laughs> like have like, you noticed that they they don't even spin they don't do it. anything they don't spin it they put the like make the m&ms on top they don't like blend the m&ms in because they're like oh this is too much work i didn't realize that and then i ate all my oreos one time in one sitting that's what i do with my <laughs> m&ms i eat all the m&ms off the top Not and then i'm just sitting, left with a bunch of vanilla ice cream i'm like <sighs> Like, I don't really like vanilla ice cream by itself. Like, I got I like, the McFlurry so like, I have Oreos. If vanilla ice cream, like vanilla bean like ice cream mm-hmm. at like a restaurant. Oh, sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Beautiful. Restaurant, amazing. Vanilla like soft serve, I'm like, like are girl. you kidding me? <laughs> like, Ms. Girl. Are you kidding me? Okay. Well, do you have any final <sighs> questions or comments? Don't, if you're a parent listening to this, don't be like Dee Dee Blanchard. Yep. Um... I would just say, like, I honestly feel really bad for Gypsy. Like, I do too. It's just, Girl like, didn't deserve any of that. She didn't deserve any of it. She just got into a really unlucky situation that she had no control over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really unfortunate, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming back. Thanks and for having to my me. listeners, I won't be here next Monday. Y'all are going to get a week break from me because I'm going home for Thanksgiving and there will be no club crime. As much as I know y'all want it, there will be no club crime. I will be sleeping. I will be in bed at like 9 p.m. We're all going to be sad without club crime. Without club. We're going to be sad without radio girls. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Y'all will last one week and then you get two more weeks and then you get four weeks of nothing. So (laughs) yeah, this is like the, this is like the practice, like the preparation, (laughs) the the practice break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all just, y'all need to figure out whether or not y'all got like clingy issues. I know. And also guys, we just got a text from my mom. Oh, she said, sorry, I missed the show. Oh, (laughs) Catherine was not doing her job tonight, but it's okay. Because she is, like, flying here tomorrow. So that's so exciting. My mom will be here tomorrow. But um, everyone, if you're listening to this, go on Instagram or Twitter and say, um, boo, Catherine, boo, Boo. Catherine. I'm so glad to see that you're being active on Twitter. I am. That's my one. Before we go, go follow me on Twitter because I've started being active. I finally figured out the password for Catherine. Like, I made this thing literally when the, like, podcast started, right. and then I just never used it. I've started yes. using it, guys. Yep. And I'm having so much fun. Yay. But I am, unfortunately, getting, like, so much, like, political, like, news and stuff. Oh. And I'm like, I don't need this, guys. Like, yeah, I no. want news, but this is not the kind of yeah, news no. I want. No. Okay, to all my listeners, please join us in two weeks for another true crime story when we have another special guest to joining us. And this has been Club Crime. <laughs>